Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Good afternoon, or in fact, good evening, and welcome to the bonus on this fairly wintry old Wednesday evening in Melbourne. My, my name's Phineas Meir. Joining me in the studio is Daniel Kirby. Welcome, Daniel. How are you doing tonight, Finn? I'm do, doing well. Now, the boldness is all about, about well, not just not just waiting for some well-meaning person to to give you your human rights, but de- demanding them. What's going up on today's show, Daniel? Well, a big part of human rights is about inclusiveness and being able to express yourself, and that's why we have got Fiona Toomey, who is a mentoring resident from Riders Victoria in the studio with us tonight. How are you doing, Fiona? I'm well, thanks, um, Daniel, and honoured that you've both invited me to come along tonight. Well, is that writing is actually quite an honour. Can you tell us about writing and disability? Well, I can talk about our writability program. So it's actually three years ago, Arts Access Victoria, um, which you probably you would know is the state um, arts and disability organisation, um, decided to start a writing program and that's where writability started and they partnered with Writers Victoria. Um, so it's um, a disability-led program and it's for all writers with um, disability in, in Victoria. Now, with how hard is it with people with a disability to have opportunities to express themselves with writing as opposed to visual arts? Well, I think historically, um, certainly within disability arts, visual, visual arts is something that's been focused on a lot and there's a lot of programs out there, um, both, you know, um, at Arts Access Victoria and, and elsewhere that there's you can you can you know, often, even if it's in that kind of, dare I say, art therapy context of, of visual arts as well, whereas um, there hasn't been, we pretty much think we're pretty much one of the first formal uh, writing programs for writers with disability. Um, and what I found is there's just hundreds and hundreds, just as there are writers out there, writers who identify as having a disability and, um, you know, want to express themselves and tell their own stories um, through writing. So what is the what is the program? Tell us more about the program and uh, how it works. Well, it it's, it varies um, each year to what we do, but the main the main part is that that my role. So I, I at the moment I work two days a week, um, and I have this glamorous title of mentor in residence. Initially, when the program started, I would be I was I would was giving my role was to give writers a lot of one on one one one-on-one mentoring but the demand was just so high it was really hard to um, keep up with that but what we're running this year is that we have uh, pretty much every fortnightly a regular a regular writability writers group which is on um, Tuesday afternoons from 1 to 3 p.m at the Wheeler Centre and Daniel you came to the last one and how did, how did you find that? Well it's the first time that I'd been to a writability workshop and Writing is one of those things that I happen to like. And it was nice to be in an environment where other people who identified with a disability 
were to able to expand their thoughts on what the given topic was. And the topic which we had last, the topic that was last Tuesday was pick an object and write a short story about it or maybe a poem about it or a song or something like that and maybe read it to the group and see what others happen to think about it. And we got lots of different responses, didn't we, which was really fantastic. And well, that's one of the beauties about writing as a forum to actually express people, for people to express themselves. It means that they do get a chance to say things which they might not be able to say otherwise. And we've certainly found um, within disability there's a lot of untold stories, so be that the, the personal, but, you know, in an advocacy context, the personal becomes political. And um, I'm sure you guys can talk about a lot more as well, is that, you know, and historically, or even it's still happening out there, that um, people with disabilities often aren't allowed, you know, it's often maybe a carer or a family member or a well-meaning <laughs> caseworker or something that will kind of try to tell the story rather than the actual um, person themselves. So that certainly has been a forefront of our program is uh, is that people get an opportunity um, to to do their own writing and be that fiction, non-fiction, whatever you want to do. Why is it more important for the person to actually tell their own story, Fiona? I don't know. You tell me, Daniel. You know. <laughs> Why are you doing your writing course? <laughs> <laughs> well, is it... I think that one of the important things about a person who has a disability, it means they're telling it through their own eyes. They're telling it through their own expression about what is actually important. And then ideas not, might get distorted or they might not get actually edited out because they might be politically incorrect because they might say things that people don't want them to say that way. And they might get people that, I don't like the sound of that. And that's why it's important that people actually choose to write that one of the people that... Um, I recall from the time which I've done writing is that if they have a, let's say, a problem with expressing themselves orally, that they're still able to actually write and that way it can actually be either read to a group or maybe a computer program can actually do that. Yeah, absolutely. And with our program, um, we focus on the social model, so definitely on the person and not the disability, and that everyone's voice um, and their writing is valid. And obviously there'll be people have different backgrounds and different experiences, and some people have done writing courses or some people may have never written before, but we try to be open to, to including everyone. And what about one of the ways Writers Victoria could actually include people? I think they have... a internship coming up or an internship program? We've got a few opportunities at the moment. So we definitely um, have a call out for interns at the moment and there's an opportunity to actually focus on being an access intern, which would be working with, with my role. And I think I've had a couple of applications already, but I think the applications for that close um, next Monday, the, the 20th of well, July. Let's have a talk. What does an internship entail? Well, how we do it at Writers Victoria, we're very aware of not just um, having an intern where they come in and actually um, do a job that they should be getting paid, you know, like is taking someone's job that should be getting paid for. So we try to do it that it's very much a professional development experience and they do a research project. So this one will be focusing on opportunities for publishing for writers with disability and also can come along to the, the writability writers groups and actually um, work and meet other writers of disability. Um, the other big opportunity we have coming up is the Writability Fellowships 
Now, they close on the 3rd of August and that's where um, five riders with dis- disability get to work one-on-one with a um, specialist mentor um, who's a professional writer and editor and where possible we like to employ mentors who identify as having a disability um, and you get um, six hours, but that's for a you know, specialist um working with those specialist at time, working with those mentors on your writing project. So details of that are on our website too, which is www.writersvictoria.org.au. Well, let's make it easy about the application process. What would the application process, how did they actually apply? I know they'd go to the website, but do they actually have a piece of work to submit for PEP to assess? We just have a very simple question and answer form and and, and then um, we ask for um, a sample of your work of up to a thousand words and that can be fiction, non-fiction, poetry, whatever kind of writing that you're into. And I think all we ask for is that you identify as having a disability and that you identify as being an emerging writer. Right. And how strict are the word limits? A thousand words? Does what that... do you want to put in, Daniel? <laughs> He's looking at a thousand and one, I think. Uh, perhaps about a hundred thousand. Well, we wouldn't have a lot of time to read that because we do get a lot of applications, and that's what we like to stress too. That even though it is a very competitive process, and some people can find that a little bit upsetting, we do try to offer um, feedback and encouragement and other pathways as well. I mean, part of our challenge is we're working with very limited resources. My role is only part-time, but um, we certainly um, try to keep people in touch and look at other networks as well. What do do people get get out of participating, Fiona, or what's the feedback been? Well, it's different for everyone, but overall I think it's been... Um, you know, in- incredibly positive. People like that there's a, a sense of community and we're really aware that not everyone can travel into the city or, um, you know, even because of their disability may not be able to travel at all. So we're certainly looking at Writers Victoria has just launched a new website which is um, ticks a lot of accessibility <laughs> boxes, which is great, and it will give mm-hmm. us a lot more opportunity to do things online. Um, we've had events, so... Um, it's the second year and Daniel just performed out at, at the Writability Salon during the Emerging Writers Festival um, and certainly there's been um, people have gone on and got publishing opportunities as well so Michelle Roger is, is a a writer that lives out in Sale and um, she had one of the Writability Fellowships last year and had just has um, an article published in Kill Your Darlings which is an, um, a local literary journal and she also performed a uh, at an event during the Emerging Writers Festival. And what was great, she didn't talk about disability, she talked about her love of zombies. Because <laughs> she had to do something about, I um, forget what the topic was, about something you're kind of obsessed with <laughs> in a daggy way. Well, what, what, zombies, why, why Why? not, if you're going to talk about something, why, why not zombies? Um, what, so what, um, so, so the, the, the mentors as well, or the professional writers involved, do they get they get things out of being involved in in writability? Oh, well, absolutely. Um, we get lots of positive feedback from them as well, and we also this time around, and we've done it before. Um, we're going to offer um, kind of a very tailored, specialised um, disability awareness training for our mentors as well, and probably other um, and other staff 
within Writers Victoria as well are keen to do that because we've, you know, you can do the general one, but it's really great when you do one that's based on um, kind of an arts practice and writing as well. Now, one of the things that you said earlier, Fiona, that it can be difficult for people to come into the city to access the Wheeler Centre and there's now the website, but is there any regional developments that are happening? Yes, we're very um, lucky to just receive a philanthropic grant to actually, for the first time in Writers Victoria's, I think it's we're now into our 26th year, to have a regional um, uh, employer, regional person, and that's going to be a writability project officer, and they're going to be based in Geelong, and um, that they will will look at Geelong-based events, but also looking at doing things online for people who live throughout Victoria as well. Right, so is this a paid employment? It is. It's um, it's a two-day-a-week job, and um, I think that all the details of that, once again, are on Writers Victoria's website, and I think the, that closes, the applications for that close on the 27th of July, and the priorities that we will be looking for is ideally someone who lives regionally and identifies as having a disability. G-Town are getting all the cool disability jobs at the minute, aren't they? Must be something to do with the NDIS. Our guest this evening is Fiona Toomey from Writability, which is a project of Writers Victoria. So what... um, what? And I should also mention, you are listening to The Boldness on 3CR, in case you were wondering. Um, now, so, what, what, other th- what, other things are, what other things are involved with, with, uh, with, with the project, Fiona? Well, one of the great things about Arts Access Victoria partnering with Writers Victoria is that we are based at the Wheeler Centre. So, um, there's at least six or seven literary organisations um, you know, because you know Melbourne too is a UNESCO city of literature. So one of the great, the great things is that we get to work with the other organisations. So I mentioned the Emerging Writers Festival, but the Melbourne Writers Festival, Australian Poetry, and find um, opportunities and pathways for writers with disability. Has it has it helped being at the has it helped being at the Wheeler Centre? I suppose in, to to um, make sure that that. Not only them, but the other, the the other sort of literary places around town are, are catering more for people with disabilities. Uh, I think absolutely. Um, being, you know, I think Melbourne we're, or Victoria, we're very lucky to be, but we've earned it too to be a city of literature. And I think to have something like the Creative Hub that is based at the Wheeler Centre is is like a really great. Um, example and it's certainly kind of added to the success of um, the writability program and I think why it's been able to sustain as well. So we're not sort of isolated as, you know, often that happens for people with disabilities, mm-hmm. you can be quite isolated and you can be in a, you know, it's hard to transverse into a more mainstream community even though ironically, you know, one in five people have a disability, there should be a lot more <laughs> people out there. Um, but a lot of people are intimidated. So if there's any little ways that we can broker or make opportunities happen, there's a lot of free events that happen within the Wheeler Centre and a lot of those organisations, which is important too. Now, what opportunities, like are there any upcoming, comp- are you aware of any upcoming competitions for writing which are disability-focused? Um, not 
Not specifically, but I'm sure there are a lot more out there. Um, yeah, Daniel just wants to win stuff, I think. <laughs> I thought you – I would just leave that to you, Finn. No, no, no. I'm, all, I'm already w- winning. Um, but was, was there was there a – there, uh, there was some sort of a, a – um, I was reading before there, – there was a, 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 a competition that's going for – for general writers, that's obviously open for people with disabilities to enter as well. Absolutely. So there's a few mm. different emerging writers um, competitions around at the moment, and you, you mentioned one. It's hard to keep up. There's actually <laughs> quite a few. I mean, I sound like I'm spruiking an advertisement, but there are lots of opportunities through Writers Victoria at the moment. Well, the one which I specifically had in mind was the Grace Marion Wilson Emerging Writers Competition. And again, that with due respect to people with a disability, as I have one too that I tend to think that an emerging writer potentially may have a person, may be a person with a disability as anything else. But the important thing is that they're able to express themselves more so than anything else rather than focusing on what they actually can do. Uh, Go on, sorry. And one of the things that that brings to mind that many, like a big genre of writing is be able to tell a story and we've touched on this a little bit about people with a disability telling their own story but I believe that there's been matching up mediums of entertainment to do with writing and film I'm talking of course about the Beyond Access video can you please tell the listeners about the Beyond Access video well, Beyond Access um, was a research project that um, was developed through Arts Access Victoria and the University of Melbourne looking at um, sort of arts and disability and they wanted five case studies. So one of them uh, is based on writability and um, it's an interview between Kate Larson, who's the director of um, Writers Victoria, but many people will know her of her uh, previously, she used to run Arts Access Australia as well, and um, with a, um, Carly Finlay is the person that's interviewed. So you've probably heard, have you heard Carly on your show? Like he's oh, a blogger <laughs> and an, uh, and a, um, a disability act- activist as well, and who also received a writability fellowship, um, I think two years ago, and was one of our workshop tutors leaders last year. So it it just. Um, it's a video you can watch both on Writers Victoria's website and Arts Access Victoria's um, website, but it just tells you more about writability and the importance, particularly of um, of Carly, of people telling their own stories, but also Carly's kind of personal story and how much she work good work she does through her blog and social media. Now, when it comes to blogging, is that many people have got social media accounts. Now, what are some of the ideas that you might have when you're actually blogging uh, for writers like for example the length of the article for example well if it's your own blog it can be as long as you want but I mean I think the thing with blogging and I know from having been around Carly and there's um, Lisa Proud who has um, life at my level and um, many other and Michelle Rogers got I mean many is that they have to be very organised because if you're going to consistently be writing blog, mm. blog posts, so I know Carly talks about doing, you know, batch blog posts where she prepares them. Um, she works full time but on weekends and so you actually kind of know what your themes are and what your stories are going to be rather than it kind of just being an ad hoc thing because as you start to develop an audience, people sort of want to regularly see things from you. So, so it's one of the important things then that 
is to actually have the discipline to actually keep posting, but to actually have a specific idea of almost like know your audience in mind when you're actually writing to identify who may want to be read it. I think I think sometimes within a disability context, some people just start writing and start their blog because they're trying to there's something they're trying to work out for themselves, and then over time it becomes of interest to other people that may have a similar experience to them. And then what's been incredible, and even when Stella Young um, was still with us and she ran a workshop with us, there were she met people who they all everyone knew each other through the internet and through their blog, and then they actually at our workshops got to meet each other in person. So that's been another really positive thing about writability is that sense of community that you might have known someone virtually or sort of heard about them, but then you've got to meet them at an event or in a workshop or in a writer's group. Now, is it when a person's writing, if they have a dis- when they have a disability, should they be using a pseudonym to write under? Oh, look, with something like that, I think it's, it's, it's no different... To, to any other writer. I mean, most people write in their own name, but then there are, you know, I mean, even didn't even J.K. Rowling, she's got a pseudonym for a while there. So it's really mm-hmm. up to the individual to what they feel comfortable with. But I suppose, too, if, are you sort of hinting at for some people to the actual disclosure and the very um, kind of personal nature that it can be um, with disability? Sometimes it may be something you want to think about, but I, I don't think it's any different to the wider writing community, you know, Everyone can kind of do what's best for them. Right. Is that, that's one of the points that quite often it comes up when we interview people, especially at job interviews. Does a person disclose a disability or non-disclosure? I mean, how inclusive would you describe writing as a forum for people with a disability to express themselves? Uh, well, once again, I mean, writing, look, the way I, when I first started doing this three years ago, I learned very quickly for most people with writers who are a writer and who has a disability, you, you're, you're still the archetype of a writer. And what we sort of found, even if you weren't confident doing it, maybe writing for a long time, um, even as children, a lot of us were writing and even if we were keeping it secret. So I think that um, you certainly can become a writer, but often there's just that it's in your nature that you are a writer and that's how you express yourself. Um, and then for some people um, having a disability or maybe if they acquire, especially if they acquired a disability or an illness, it's a way to actually kind of work out their own personal narrative and their story. But I think it's also important to remember too that um, many people with disability, and I, myself included, don't necessarily always want to write about disability. It certainly um, filters how I see the world and, you know, how you understand and express things. But... Um, you can kind of write about anything. Well, Fiona, how does a person with a disability learn to market their writing so they might be able to translate that into income at some stage? That's a good point. I mean, there's uh, lots of ways to, to, to try and do that. And I think um, being involved and in being part of the writing community certainly helps, and that's what writability tries to do. Um, like we said before, if people can't travel in, I mean, all the writing organisations, the Wheeler Centre included, have a great online portal of different videos and talks where you can like literally um, hear people speak about that kind of thing. Um, 
you, you know, you can look at doing um, a short course if, if you have got the disposal income to do that. And Writers Victoria and other um, organisations offer specialist things in that. But even becoming a member of Writers Victoria, um, you get a weekly e-news or if you're a non-member, you can sign up and you get that once a month. But that has a lot of opportunities and different tips in there as well. And how much does it cost to join Writers Victoria? Oh, I don't know all those things off the... the well, is it, I mean, <laughs> no, is, I it, to... is it, I believe that it's about $50 for a person concession. with a concession. Yeah, something, or something close to that, but yes. Um, but that's about but you don't have to be a member of Writers Victoria to attend Writeability or be part of Writeability. Um, it, you know, certainly Writers Victoria is a member organisation and has over 3,000 members, um, but we also want this program to be as accessible and, and available to, to, as I said, all, all people who are interested. So the Writability Program is a free program for people with a disability then to come in? To come in or, um, as I say, we're going to try and do more things online. We ha- will be expanding um, regionally, but people are welcome to, to email me or call me as well. Um, it's just, just be aware that I'm only there two days a week, so sometimes it's hard to keep up with everyone to get back to them straight away. Now, Fiona, you have to put your contact details. Well, Absolutely. You can link to the website and my – yeah, you've got those details. Or do you want me to say them? Or? <laughs> yeah, if you can actually tell people So what my are. email address is access at writersvictoria.org.au um, and I don't – I don't know my telephone number there off by heart, but um, oh, there it is. Oh, oh she's found it. The <laughs> um, radio so, works. Oh three nine oh nine four seven eight three seven. And we will put those details up with the podcast. Um, so, what? Just the closing thought, Fiona, for for writers for writers who have a disability. Um, who are, I guess, thinking about whether writability is for them or just developing their writing, what advice would you give give them? Well, I think getting definitely don't be afraid not to get in touch with us. Have a look at the opportunities that we've got at the moment, certainly the Writability Fellowship. Um, and, yeah, you're welcome to, like I say, email me or give me a call or just speak to the staff at Writers Victoria anyway. But I think the thing with writing is just go for it. Don't be afraid. Um, you know, your best friend can be a blank page, but then, you know, don't be afraid to kind of fill it with whatever you want in terms of writing as well. Fantastic. Well, we sadly, we've come, we've sadly come to the end of our, our show for this, um, for the, for this month. We've, We'll be back. We'll be back again next month. Ah, uh, Finn, we'll actually what? be back on the 29th of oh, this the, month. There we go. We're back. We're in back, two weeks. We're back in two weeks. How exciting is that? Anyway, um, uh, we've got we've got a we we've got a musical track to play, which I'm not sure what it's, it's called. Uh, bipolar, bi- bipolar bears, fact or fiction? Very simple thing. We've been talking with Fiona Toomey from Riders Victoria, mentoring residents. And what's coming up next, Finn? Uh, coming up next is t- Tamil. Coming up next is Tamil voices, but don't forget to listen to "Let Your Freak Flag Fly," uh, which is Michael S- Smith's show, uh, who's able, who's been paneling today. Anyway, time for us to get out of here. See you later. <laughs>